Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TAGSPOD, T-A-G-S-P-O-D, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live. And I'm talking about Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition. We are here every Wednesday night in front of a virtual audience. This is episode 438. I'm your host, Stevie, alongside my favorite person that I'm staring at, Cody Maurice Doggett. Hell the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. You're my favorite person that I'm staring at, too. <laughs> You're the only person I'm staring at. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, we have got a jam-packed show for you, and I can't be playing with you right now. We are celebrating our six-year anniversary. And how much fun did we have on episode 437 to really pull together all of us? It was so much fun. Just the camaraderie and the feeling that I got. There was so much positive, beautiful energy flowing. The chemistry was popping. I just had so much fun. Jeremy and Lincoln need to come on every single week. That's it. That's it. I've decided. (laughs) It would be great, but you really do hold down the fort, Cody. And it was really great. And we are celebrating our six-year anniversary. Six years of podcasting. No short feat, y'all. Lots of stuff to look forward to on our six-year anniversary. One of them is going to be on this particular podcast as we will continue to unveil special guests. That's our motto on this platform is to Mm -hmm. tell people stories and introduce you to people that are really making a change in the community or your health or your sexuality, sex positivity. That's kind of our game on our six-year anniversary for this show. Speaking of which, we've got a special guest coming on a little bit later to the show, Jonathan Johnny, he's going by, and he's got a story that you've got to hear and some really some amazing information that we really want to share with you. So stay tuned for that coming up a little bit later in the show. But we can't help but talk about our six-year anniversary. And one of the things is when you write into us, we are always a part of that. And I want to shout out to John Sen. John San Nicholas on Instagram mm-hmm. who wrote in to us and he says, Hi, congrats on six years. Just wanted to write a note. I happened to start listening the first week you put tags out. So I'm wow. assuming six years ago. Wow. That's and amazing. I appreciate the insight and conversation so much, you guys. I got my husband, Patreon. Thank you so much for his birthday and your pod has given us so much to talk about cheers to more success well john thank you so much and thank you for being a loyal listener for all of this time uh we really did have a fun time all of us coming together which i think is really special because you know i think each and every one of us have a unique perspective on this show about our sexuality each and every one of us have seen our sexuality no matter when you came in whether you came in or lincoln came in midway through your Mm -hmm. sexuality your life has changed in the midst of this six-year period and you guys add so much i was thinking of it right before we went live cody though Mm -hmm. and thinking about our special guest that's going to come on, that you are the fan favorite. So I watch a lot of, te- which I, I love. And that's a great- Oh, you're making me blush. You're a Miss Congeniality and a, and a oh, fan. thank you. You're the fan favorite. I mean, I think, you know, not to 
disrespect myself or any of the other yeah. co-hosts. I think we all have something that we offer on the show. But you, I was thinking about it. You're kind of fan favorite in many ways. And Aww, I love that. Lot. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. I'll take Miss Congeniality. I don't know about fan favorite because I feel like we all have people that love us and adore, like love to hear our perspectives and things of that nature. So I, I don't know if I can take uh, fan favorite to, as my title. I think we're all fan favorites in our own way. So I share the title with everybody, Aww. but Miss Congeniality for sure, because uh, I'm the nice one. <laughs> You're definitely the nice one. We have so much to get through though. And, you know, we talked so much, we were talking about it on episode 437 about how to in New York City and even in London and other parts of the country, our people are getting robbed and they're often using facial recognition to steal funds out of your phone. I couldn't help but talk about this man in San Francisco, my old stomping ground that was robbed, beaten beyond recognition in San Francisco in an assault outside of the popular San Francisco leather bar known as Powerhouse on Sunday morning. He had severe internal and external injuries, and he suffered a heart attack. And that's also because when he was being beaten up, he also had high cholesterol. And so he had a heart attack on top of it. He's doing okay. He will recover, thank goodness. He shared some photos that I'll post on tagspodcast.com saying that he was really banged up. I know you mm -hmm. saw the photos as yeah. well of kind of the before and after of what he looked like. The victim was unable to provide details regarding what led to his injuries, but police officials told the outlet that they responded outside of the bar of somebody that just essentially, it was a hate crime, right, Cody? Yeah, I had, yeah. that's nothing, there's nothing else to call it but a hate crime. You know, and it, it struck me because... Somebody wrote that set up a GoFundMe because he lost his front tooth mm -hmm. as well as all the injuries. He is a self-employed person like I am, much like you are, Cody. We know yes. what that's like when you have to pay for your own insurance, when you have – it's not easy. He has a sizable, I'm sure, medical bills on his way. There's a GoFundMe that I want to put up on tagspodcast.com so that you can, if you have a little extra, maybe consider helping him out. He was, my, his name is Miles. He was a lead, he is a leader in the San Francisco Bay Area community. And he's been doing a lot of work in the community yeah. for him, you know, representing San Francisco. Mm -hmm. and he needs a little help right now. And so I will post this on tagspodcast.com. I don't know, Cody, did you want to add to this? Yeah, what? just so we, I'm glad you're talking about this. It's, you know, we have to be, we keep saying we have to be safe out there, but sometimes it's, it's you, you can't really tell how to be the safest possible. Anybody can get gay bash because that's what this is basically is. There's no if, ands, or buts around it. Uh, anybody can be gay bash. I know people that have been gay bash, and it's very traumatizing. We have to be there to support our community, our brothers and sisters, and, and non-binary folks that are part of our community, and just continue to love one another, says Miss Congeniality. Oh, I love it. And I know I said his name is Miles. His name is Barry Miles. Wow. Just to clarify that, I will post this on tagspodcast.com. If you feel like you want to support him, um, that would be a good thing. Okay. Well, I've mentioned that I'm going on an upcoming gay cruise uh, for Vakaya Cruise Line starting this Sunday. I'm very excited about it. There is a current one at, by Atlantis that is currently a sale in the Caribbean as well. And mm -hmm. there are Atlantis, as you may or may not know, was the premier cruise line for gay cruise travel. And if you know anything about how they work, these companies, these gay companies charter these cruise lines and they work with major cruise lines. So the one I'm going on is with Celebrity Cruise Line. The one okay. that's currently afloat is Royal Cruise. Royal, I think Royal Caribbean, yes, Royal Caribbean, Harmony okay. of the Seas. Well, 
they are clamping down on the current cruise that is afloat right now, and they're forbidding making sexually explicit content on the ship. And they're particularly targeting people that have OnlyFans accounts or just for fans account because they've noticed that people that have these accounts are producing this kind of content on there. And they told Rich Campbell, who runs Atlantis Cruise Lines, to put it in the handbook notes that we will no longer want to be associated with this and you need to tell your passengers that you cannot put this kind of content on there that's sexually active and get content out of it. We won't allow this. The CEO and founder, Rich Campbell, told BuzzFeed the new policy was created at the request of the contracted cruise lines who didn't want their brands connected with the sexually explicit content. So he, as a businessman who runs Atlantis Cruise, essentially is saying, this was, if we're going to do this cruise, this is what they're telling me that's a deal breaker for future cruises. So this is in the contract. You need to tell your customers, your clients, that we will not have this happen anymore you know at first cody when i mm -hmm. thought of this not that i was gonna show a video of myself getting pounded on the balcony <laughs> next week on my we could, sell it. we could sell it i if you want to do that let, let me know okay let me just tell you a little background so the cruise i'm going on has a upper deck that's a basketball court that they turn into a red light district after mm -hmm. a certain time of the day, all of the parties are half naked as it is. Then they go into another part of the cruise where they encourage you to take off more clothes. And those parties go wee into the wee hours of the morning where you know sex is going to be happening. There is no shortage of promotion of sex, encouragement of sex happening on these cruises. All they're saying is you cannot haunt, do these types of things. I'm kind of here for it, even though I feel kind of it would be a great content for OnlyFans creators. It's just, sorry, no. Okay. I, I, I hear your no, and I counter you, yes, yes, I need, <laughs> I need this type of content. I just jacked off to a cruise video the other night. It was on the balcony. It was beautiful. And I... Can I say who? It was Austin Avery. It was fantastic. And I need this type of content out there to, it's it's just beautiful. And I think it's amazing. I love a great cruise pounding. As long as all parties are consenting to be videotaped, I don't see a problem with it. If I spent $10,000 on a cruise, there's no way you would be able to tell me that I would not be filming. Uh, I think that this is just another way to recoup that money. And I think just like Airbnbs, you have to expect this type of fraternization to be going down on the cruise. So I don't understand why they think that it's going to tarnish their brand if gay people are filmed having sex on their on their boat. I don't know if it's just gay people or if it's straight people. I have to do a little bit of research. I have to build up my stamina in order to go watch some straight porn and see if they're actually filming on the cruise as well. Because I haven't watched straight porn in years. Well, let me just read you what they wrote to okay. their guests. They wrote, any guest who posts or publishes an explicit and publicly vis visible photo or video will be asked to leave the ship with no refund. This also applies to any private media post, whether or behind a paywall that identify or could identify either Atlantis, our vendor brands, their properties, or any other guests with or without permission. So essentially, you are signing a contract when you are, you are signing and agreeing to a contract when you do this. So mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want, I think is the name of the game. But if you get caught, you, they have every right as a business to ask you to leave okay and it's just one of those things that you know it's one of those things where a lot of people celebrities throw parties these days and i used to throw this party here and everyone asked me why don't i throw this party anymore it was i did a masquerade ball it was called xxxmas party mm -hmm. and i didn't ask for everyone's cell phone but i probably if 
I ever did a, another party, I, well, I probably wouldn't, but I could have because I did have certain sex positive acts happening at my mm-hmm. ex party that I may or may not have wanted to get out there. I think there is a level where you want people to feel sex positive and you want people to feel comfortable these cruise lines are doing everything to make it so sex positive and freeing and mm-hmm. have the best experience, you know, post everywhere. But at, there's a cutoff point that mm-hmm. they are putting their foot down. I'm not mad at it. I know it probably sucks for some of these content creators, but listen, not going to, I mean, if you get caught, you're, these are the consequences. They're I am kicking not you mad off at in the port. I can't kicked, imagine. Yeah. No, they will. I've seen for other things like drugs, they've kicked people off for, oh. and they are not afraid to do that. So, you know what? I'm not mad at it. I think what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. What goes on on the cruise should stay on the cruise. And they don't want – the brand is really doing a good job of incorporating – hey, we're making all these opportunities for you to have a sex-positive experience, Mm -hmm. but you cannot use, you know, do not film it and make it part of your brand. It's not that hard of a concept to understand, and I'm here for it. You still want to push back, I can tell, by your first lips. I don't think that they're... (laughs) Sunny also has pursed lips when she's on the show, too, on The View. Just one more thing we have in common. Uh, Yeah, I do think that I don't really think that they're looking out for uh, the people on the cruise because that was an important part of my my statement was that as long as every all the parties are uh, knowing that they're being filmed and they consent to actually being... Uh, that being disseminated, I think that it's it's okay. But I think they're looking out for their brand. They don't want to be associated with gay sex. And that, to me, seems a little bit uh, mm. homophobic, a oh. little tricky, a little bit, yeah. Not just gay sex, but full-on porn naked. What brand does Dunkin' Donuts want to be associated with sex in general? No. I mean, it's just full-on sex on the Royal Caribbean. I'm just making this up. Royal Caribbean cruise or the one that I'm going on. Any type of sex. It's just, I think the brand is doing a really good job of working with our community to have these cruise lines. Okay, it's money. I get it. (laughs) But they they are really pushing and letting us have these experiences on this cruise. All they're saying is you cannot post about this kind of thing and think that you're going to get away with it. It's just not cool. I'm okay with it. I think you have to put your foot down. Listen, for this show in particular, mm-hmm. for smaller, we're not having sex on this show. And we get, say, we no get, <laughs> I mean, don't get me started on the little things what we can't get in terms of advertisement, in terms of patreon to support the show we can't even get little things based on little things that we're saying on this show so now you make it amplified with a large company and i'm sorry if we're getting it on our end on our small podcast level then i am okay with a large company like that putting their foot down too because it's a trickle down economic moment and (laughs) i I am here for it i see your point i do not agree because again i'm looking at it like an airbnb if you go and you spend your money at an airbnb nobody's going to tell me that i'm not going to have sex if i wanted to record it i'm going to record it and if i want to use it for my only fans then that is my personal decision because i paid for this space i am but did my- you pay but legally did you pay for the space to then put that space out there into the world mm-hmm. that could be recognizable and come back and affect the owner of that condo that property's business in the long run so I don't know that you agreed with that. And they can put things in the contract like 
they are putting in this contract that you cannot mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And you are there making you sign. I guarantee yeah. you, when you come on as a guest, they are making you sign that. And if you agree to that, you're agreeing to the contract that says you yeah. will not do that. If you don't do that, I watch a lot of Judge Judy. And <laughs> clearly, the I can the see the contract is within the four it. corners of this. You signed this piece of paper. Don't bang on the table. <laughs> Just saying. Don't get me all Judge Judy. And you know what? I have one more point. <laughs> you got one more second to say your point. I forgot it. Let's just bring uh, uh, Johnny up. <laughs> yes. Hey guys, Stevie here of Tags Podcast, and you probably heard me talk a few times about going to the naked beach last summer. Looking forward to this summer. Well, the first time I went last summer, I was trying to clean up since I was going to be exposing all of my body, and one of the things I wanted to do was trim my hairy bush on my balls and I used disposable razors. Big mistake as I was in a hurry. You got to get the ferry early in the morning. And I was quickly trying to shave my balls with this disposable razor and nicked and cut up my balls. Oh my gosh. I wanted to be an exhibitionist, but I was too busy covering up my balls in fear that you were going to see all the nicks and cuts. Not sexy. Not a good idea. And that's why I'm really happy to tell you about the Performance Package 4.0, which has arrived by Manscaped, and it is a game changer. In this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserve Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. I love this travel bag. I use it everywhere I go. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and, dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade so it reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your groomer game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0 the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TAGSPOD. That's T-A-G-S-P-O-D. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAGSPOD at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And you know how to do it. It's our I special it. guest, which I'm very excited. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. We want to really welcome our special guest this week, Johnny, looking all shower, squeaky clean and fresh Hi, for our show. Okay, good. Who has a story to tell? But before we get into your story, I have to say we were talking offline a minute ago and in our episode on episode 437, our six-year anniversary, we were talking, uh, somehow Dodgeball came up. And can you just tell us what you told us offline? So it's funny that you guys, I guess I should say Cody, does Dodgeball. Um, I got super, super excited because we actually have Dodgeball. I didn't tell you guys this offline, but the league is called Hot Mess Sports. Oh, love it. And let me tell you. By the end of dodgeball, we're all hot mess because we've gone out Saturday, we're hungover Sunday, and then we're doing dodgeball. Um, but yeah, no, and we're uh, my team is second in rankings right now. Congratulations! So we have about four weeks left. Yeah, 
I love it. So. Well, Johnny is joining us from Oklahoma, where you Oklahoma City, correct? Where you currently reside, right. and yeah. you originally reached out to us because you wanted advice and you weren't on the show, but we gave you advice. One of the things that you wanted advice from was because, and you're going to tell us a little bit more about the story is that you got HIV and you really feel like you were misdiagnosed. You were diagnosed with HIV in 2021, but you really think that maybe you got it earlier on. You were married to a man 2015 2015 is when i was misdiagnosed 2021 is when the diagnosis the actual diagnosis came to fruition yeah wow. and to finally set the stage you were married to a man at the time correct correct yeah so i want you to pick it up from here and tell us the story that you told me about finding out that you were hiv positive so i mean that story. So basically, I had gotten married at 22. Um, I'd gotten married two months after knowing this person. So I advised mm -hmm. knowing somebody longer than two months okay. um, and quickly found out that, like, we're going to be very sex open. And like you said, I live in Oklahoma, so tradition is very strong here. And so getting married, I thought I'm going to have this traditional marriage where it's closed and it's just between us mm -hmm. skipping forward a couple of years and realizing that I'm going to have to give at some point because it's come to a point of like divorce has been threatened a couple of times. And that's where tradition comes in and says, we don't get divorced. We work through it. Mm -hmm. um, in an ideal world, you would work through it. So, you know, hosting, <coughs> hosting orgies, hosting parties, um, going to jockstrap parties, being placed in some situations. Um, I had my first bathhouse experience in this marriage mm -hmm. a couple of times. Um, the first time I was scared. I was so scared. And I know that's funny as a gay man to say afraid of a bathhouse, but I was naive and I was like, I have this bear chasing me. Like, this is not cute. Mm -hmm. um, and so then just getting thrown into the woods of all of it and not really knowing where I'm going or what I'm doing and just kind of being told what I'm going to do. Oh, um, wow. yeah. And so for me, like, ultimately I did what I did out of love and I did what I did out of trying to make a marriage work. Wow. Um, that was something that I was always taught. Like, we don't walk away from it. We fix it. We work mm -hmm. through it. Um, and then jumping to when you found out you were diagnosed. Yeah. So I had known that I was not okay for about a year and a half and insurance isn't free. At least we didn't think so at the time, me being native American, it is cost efficient. And so, um, that was like a big reason not to go to the hospital, at least on his end. We don't have the money. COVID's becoming prominent. So Anytime anybody gets sick, you know, we wonder if it's COVID. It got to a point where I couldn't breathe. Oh, and wow. I don't know how much more clear something like that can be. I got to a point where I couldn't breathe. I'd lost dramatic amounts of weight. Um, I went in weighing 113 pounds. And my blood oxygen level, I believe they said was a 75, which is dangerously low. Mm -hmm. um, and so just bouncing in and out of consciousness, going into a hospital, mind you, it's a student hosp hospital. It's a university hospital. So people are using us as guinea pigs. Um, and just feeling really isolated, not knowing what's going on, not knowing what's happening, um, just knowing that I can't breathe. Wow. So bouncing in and out of consciousness, being willed away and immediately being worked on and realizing that I'm in an ICU unit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in like your traditional ICU unit because COVID was prominent at the time. So that took precedence. Um, just having a lot of blood taken and and just being scared, not having answers wow. immediately. I'm so um, sorry you had to go through and all what of did, that. Yeah. And what did the doctor ultimately tell you? So the doctor came back, the cardiologist came back the next day and said, you have PJP pneumonia. And this is kind of after he's cleared the room and it was just him and I, and he said, you have PJP pneumonia. Um, and I said, okay, what's that mean? And usually don't hear alphabets in front of pneumonia. And he said, it's specific to somebody living with HIV. Oh, wow. 
And so your head starts to spin and you feel like you're going to fall apart at any time, at any time. Um, so he walks out of the room and he, he says, I'm going to give you guys, you know, some privacy walks out of the room. And I turned and looked at him and I said, you know, if this isn't something that you can do, if this isn't something that you can live with, meaning your husband, yes, then, you know, I understand if you want to leave. And his response was less than endearing. And he said, if I leave, it's because you're an asshole. What? And I then was influenced and he said, you know, this has to be your secret and you can never tell anybody. Nobody's ever going to love you. I see I have a couple of moms on here that I know watching um, that are like moms to me. And they had both reached out and he had ignored text messages, ignored phone calls. I'm not somebody that ever like just disappears. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm gone, people are looking. Um, I tend to be the social butterfly. Um, and so being there, I told him, I said, we can't do these parties. We can't host these orgies. We can't go to these orgies. Like our lives need to change Mm -hmm. at least for now, because COVID they said, if I'd caught COVID, I would have died. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in the process of all of this, what was his response, Jonathan? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, he was, he agreed initially, um, And I just trying to move past the initial shock of you're an asshole. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, I gave a lot for this and I'm the asshole. Um, So he goes and gets tested and comes back. And that's his response to this is what really kicked me in the gut about as bad as telling me I'm an asshole. He came back and said, I have syphilis, but I'm negative. And it was kind of like a ha ha. I don't have this, but you do situation. And so I stayed in a hospital room for five days and five nights by myself. Um, He came two of those three nights. I couldn't leave a bed. I couldn't go to the bathroom on my own. Um, I couldn't bathe on my own. I couldn't do anything on my own. So before I left, they had brought in a really cute PT guy that I never saw again. And they made me walk the halls and I had to use a walker at 27 years old. And I had to like learn how to walk again and do all these things. And then getting home was difficult because Mm -hmm. I have now a million pills that I'm taking, trying to treat something, trying to take care of an immune system. um, All of those things still not able to do things on my own. And so it was a week after I'll never forget this. It was a week after I got out of the hospital. He had taken on an office job Mm -hmm. and he had called me and said, I'm not going to be home after work. I'm going to an orgy. I'll see you in about four hours. Wow. Four hours at the orgy. Wait a minute now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, and it, it, it starts, it started to really dig and I got on the phone with my sister and I bawled mm-hmm. my eyes out and I was like, I I'm just never going to be enough. I'm just never Aww. going to be enough. And the thing that I would say is important for people living with it and not living with it is it's important to, to know numbers. I know that that math is not everybody's strong suit, but mm-hmm. it's basic. You have two numbers that matter. And I'm only bringing this up because it will kind of give you an idea of the state I was in. Um, a CD4 count is basically the amount of cells, white blood cells, fighting anything in your body. So your average adult human has 360 plus CD4 count. Um, I had a CD4 count of eight. Wow. So to put that in perspective, that's like that of a toddler, like a newborn that just comes in. Um, a viral load, pretty self-explanatory. It's the amount of HIV uh, antibodies in your cells. I had over a million. Oh, wow. So if this had been the 80s, they would have clearly diagnosed full-blown AIDS. Mm -hmm. And there would have been no, like, I would have probably been dead within, like, a month. So really grateful for science, grateful for where things have come and gone. Um, Yeah, I know, Cody, you wanted to ask a little bit about Mm -hmm. misdiagnosis, right? Oh, yes. Um, How did you deal with not being properly diagnosed and what made you want to share your story with us so 
I have friends that were diagnosed before I was. And I have had guys on Grindr and the apps that are like, I'm HIV positive. And you're like, ooh. Very misinformed. Mm-hmm. Very, very misinformed. And so I actually, I had a friend recently, um, and I was telling Stevie this a couple couple weeks ago. Um, I have a friend who is 25 years old and just got a diagnosis of HIV. And he called me at four o'clock in the morning and he said, can you talk? And I said, what's up? And I'm, you know, half awake and he had a gun to his head. Oh no. And, and so it's, it's one of those things that like coming on here, talking to you guys, it's important to inform and educate and break something. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I believe like when you guys had addressed my question and I hadn't come on air yet, Stevie had mentioned that he had a partner in the 90s that called it the bug. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I wish that I could just refer to it as the bug and kind of go on. Um, you can't. And it doesn't really help with the apps and the language and the way that it's addressed mm-hmm. per se. Um, but going back to the question of like what I wanted to do with the initial like misdiagnosis i literally went to a friend's house fell apart she lived on the fifth story of of an apartment building and i'd went outside to smoke a cigarette and she caught me on the other side of the railing and just as i was about to let go she caught me wow so i feel like it's important to like have your tight-knit group you're gonna lose people over it that's what i have learned you're gonna lose people but do you really want them is the the thing and i i mean i can kind of um contribute that as something that you guys had given me you know a while back when we initially talked about this and you guys had said you know do you really want those people in your life there's a tendency to want to be popular i feel like and so Mm -hmm. it really hurts when it's friends of you know 10 plus years or five plus years that suddenly aren't friends anymore and it's really just not hard to go and get educated and it's really important to know your numbers and know your status Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things you shared with me when we had a pre-call is that there's a lot of misconceptions. You are now uh, undetectable, correct, and untranslatable. You equals you. It took a minute to get to that point. But even you hear us talk about on the show, on the apps, that there's still misconceptions about that when you go, say, on Grindr or some of the apps on how people are treated and there's still, um, tell us a little bit about the fetishization that you were telling me about that you can get even with being HIV positive today. Oh my God. So I feel like, first off, I wanted to seclude myself. So I can't imagine like being positive, being detectable, knowing what that feels like, why you would want to do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole fetish about it. I've literally like had guys like, are you HIV positive? Yeah. Well, I want to, I want you to infect me. And it's really concerning as to like, why is this a thing? Like, why is this a thing that like, we want this? And I, you know, part of me feels like it's for attention. Part of me Mm -hmm. feels like it's for like, I want people to feel sorry for me. And I'm really not somebody like, I don't like help. And I have Mm -hmm. friends that like, the friend that is turning his life around, the one that had called me, he was extremely upset. And the first thing he did was go and find counseling and deal with that. And I wouldn't say he's living his life in denial, but he's living his life as best as he can with getting that kind of news so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm proud of him for that. And I told him, I said, I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm here for you. Like, I I'm, I understand it. Um, going a little bit back with like my ex, you know, even after the whole him going to orgies things, like there were two separate times that he told me I should just go kill myself, that I should just not exist, that I've lost my purpose in this world, that nobody will ever love me. In which one, the last time he did that to me, I was at a 4th of July pool party at a gay hotel. And he said it in front of a bunch of gays that we both knew. Mm-hmm. And I looked at one of our friends and I was like, I bet he would, you know, make out with me. And he, my ex was like, I doubt he will. Well, he did. And we ended up 
like spending six hours together, really just talking. Oh. And I fell apart. And he was the first person that I was. He we got on the topic of prep, and he mm-hmm. had said, "I'm on prep. What about you?" And that was the dreaded like. I don't want to answer this. Mm-hmm. Like I right. don't want this. And I fell apart after trying to say it four times. I fell apart and I was like, it's too late for me. And yeah. after saying that three times, I had to try to come out and say it. And I made it past the H I and collapsed on the V. Oh man. And oh. he was just shook. He was like, why, why is this a thing? And I said, because nobody's going to love me. And he said, oh. I, I have to be enough for you right now. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, I'm glad you got that kind of support from somebody and that because you really deserve to be supported and loved. And a little birdie told me that you're dating somebody now. Um, mm-hmm. How have your experiences affected your decisions in dating right now? Um, It takes me a minute to really just let somebody in. Um. The rumor is on the block because I don't really pay attention to a lot of people that I'm just stuck up and snooty. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be stuck up and snooty. Um, I don't let just anybody in. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot or it takes a lot of alcohol, whichever comes first. <laughs> um, it takes a lot for me to trust somebody. And I have to really feel like I can trust somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that it's really better to start as friends. Wow. Because it's easier to tell a friend than it is to tell a potential partner. If you're friends with them and they see you for who you are and they know that and it's not something scary to them, you know, then it's not as intimidating. And I feel like that's really how it should be. It's like we should all kind of start as friends because if I can't be friends with you, chances are I can't date you. It's true. So, yeah. You know... Johnny, I wanted to, I've been reflecting a little bit about it and I didn't even write this question down, but it's something that I think a lot of us on the show, I think a lot of us are on prep these days. I think a lot of us think that HIV doesn't exist anymore and it's not happening, but your story tells us that we, you know, we still need to be careful with it. People can still get it. You are such a great example of somebody who got it more recently and are living healthy now, but we still need to look out for our brothers and sisters that get it a little like more recently. And what would be your messaging to people that maybe aren't on prep that are get it a diagnosis today? Because people are still getting diagnosed in 2023 with Mm -hmm. HIV. I would say first off, and I, I mean, I had an appointment with my physician this morning, this morning, and we were talking about, um, I'm actually on a drug called Cabanuva. It's fairly new. Um, before when I got diagnosed, I was on the good old big Tarvi that you see on TV. Um, you see healthy people living lives. Big Tarvi is great. It was my stepping stone to where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. Um, with Cabanuva, it's a shot. So I go every two months and get shots and have insurance. That's the key. Have insurance that pays for it all. Because um, they're $14,000 for both oh, shots. My God. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing that I would say is that be understanding. Know your status. Know where you stand. Really know that person I get it. Hookups are fun. I'm still guilty of that. Um, But I feel like with the people on prep, what is it hurting? Mm -hmm. I've met people that are like, oh, well, since you're undetectable, I don't need to take prep. Why do I need that? And it's not really fair to put all the work on one person. Correct. Good point. And it's, I mean, it's just like the pandemic. That's kind of the reason how Cabanuva came about is that, um, the COVID treatment now is made half and half. It's half of a drug that they use to treat pneumonia. And then the other half is an HIV medication. Um, and so with COVID, something glorious did come out. It was research on HIV um, and getting the shot. And that, that's what I would tell people that get diagnosed. Get diagnosed early enough that you don't have to have a, a daily reminder of a pill. You can get mm-hmm. a shot. Um, and that... that when I got the shot, 
the doctor who had administered the shot on me literally nursed me back from death. Like he was the one that saw me at 113 pounds, barely be, like being able to breathe. Um, and he got really choked up and he was like, this is amazing. And what's even more amazing, he said, HIV science has come such a long way that within the next 10 years, there should be a cure palpable for anybody to have. Oh, wow. Um, but beautiful. they're taking the Cabanuva people first because your CD4 count and your viral load has to be at a certain level at all times mm -hmm. before they'll even consider that when it becomes available down the road. So, okay. yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And uh, Eric Lamar also says, thank you for sharing your experience. And he wants to know, what are some do's and don'ts for comforting a friend recently diagnosed? Um, I feel like regardless of a situation, you won't know until you're in that situation. And as somebody that lives with it, it's not a situation that I would wish on anybody. Um, so just really be there, be a listening ear, be somebody that they can lean on, be somebody that they can talk to. I had a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I understand. You don't understand. Mm -hmm. And be grateful you don't understand. Um, because until you're in that situation, you won't really truly grasp it. You can be empathetic. You can be understanding. You can give a lending ear and a helping hand when they need it because they will need it. Mm -hmm. um, and just let it be known that you're there ultimately. Beautiful. I love, I love that. that. That's so great. Well, I just want to acknowledge you. I know that it's not easy to be open about this type of thing on any type of platform. And I just want to acknowledge you for how brave you are and how compassionate you are. Thank you so much. Yeah. James Hart, also watching us live tonight, says, thank you for sharing you equals you. It's very important as well. Um, absolutely. And it sounds like it took a minute for you, Johnny, to get to that point um, based on a misdiagnosis. Um, wouldn't you agree with that? But you, I assume that now you are healthy and doing well. I weigh a solid 170 pounds. Oh, okay. Which even pre-diagnosis, the most I ever weighed was like 130. Mm -hmm. So oh. being 29, being so close to 30, I think it's true that metabolism slow down. What a time. I squeezed yep. my ass pretty short. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things of like, never take it for granted. And I yeah. think something that has kept me humble is if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I screwed up and watched it right after diagnosis. Watch it either as somebody living with it or just an ally to it. There's a documentary docu-series on Hulu called Pride. Okay. And it follows the decades of gay community. And it got to the 80s and I fell apart because that's when yeah. you see this transition and it, it really humbled me because I felt like if we saw that mindset, if science wasn't where it was, I wouldn't be here, mm -hmm. ultimately. Well, we are really happy you are here, Johnny. You've been such an inspiration in telling your story, and we really thank you. Um, we want to know if uh, – we want to have you back on the show again for sure – but would you want to stick around for some hot topics uh, for the rest yes, of the show? Yes, okay. She's well, down to party. I love it. <laughs> since we gave you advice on a past episode, we're hoping that you will give some advice to one of our listeners. And Jake B. wrote into us uh, earlier today, and he actually wanted some advice for a total newbie to both anal and oral that's all he wrote um the thing about it is jake b watching us is that dr goldstein is coming on the show next tuesday episode 439 who's going to really break down bottoming anal whether you're a top or a bottom mostly for the bottoms but really tops you're going to learn a lot about your bottoms on how just so much. I just edited the show. It comes out Tuesday. So let's just focus then on Jake B's advice that he wants. How, because I read his whole thing. He's been, uh, he's bisexual and really new to oral. Uh, I mean, the most obvious thing that I can say, if I was just think at the top of my head is don't use your teeth. 
Like no one <laughs> your dick when you're giving oral. But Johnny, what would be your advice for a newbie to giving oral? I'm going to build on top of that. Make fun of grandma the entire time. I know that sounds awkward, but like wrap those lips over those teeth. I, you know, <laughs> it's, you're right. Nobody wants that. Um, really know if you have a gag reflex and, and know, um, know if you have a gag reflex and brushing your teeth does not count. I, I tell people I don't have a gag reflex, but I'm the worst at like brushing my teeth and, and then they're oh. like, what happened to no gag reflex? I'm like, it's small. It, it it's small. So you if need something small, bigger is what you're telling us. Right. And, and you have to know your limit. You have to know your limit. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Cody? Um, I'm going to say pay attention to the whole dick. There's, it's not just the head. It's not just the balls or the scrotum. It's the perineum, which is your taint or what have you. And just use your tongue as much as possible and make it wet. Act like you love the dick and make it wet. But that's all my advice. That's really good advice. And I'm just going to piggyback on both of yours is that it's a dick. It's attached to somebody. Don't forget that it is attached to somebody. Look up at them. Eye contact eye contact as well. Enjoy the moment. I think sometimes we think it's a blow job, like a work job. And it's not a job. It's pleasure that you're giving to somebody else. And don't be afraid to use verbal cues, look up at the person, work on the head, the area be, there's so many little areas on the penis that have so many receptors on there. And you can really go down on it in various ways. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, somebody watching us live right now, Eric says, if the guy isn't making, oh my goodness, I just lost that comment. If the guy if the, isn't making comments, then you're not doing it right. Eric Lamar says. Exactly. And Eli also watching us live says, as far as anal, take it slow. And if it's painful, stop. Yep. Good. What does Xavier say? Best advice is to believe in yourself. So, uh, 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 and your throat oh, is, your, is more accommodating than you think. Oh my gosh, that's I, great advice. I just want to reference one of my favorite movie scenes ever. Okay. Ooh, not it's a porn Tiffany, movie. No, it's <laughs> Tiffany Haddish and oh, Girls Trip. Oh, yeah. And she's oh, giving advice to Jada's character, and she said, Grapefruit him. And she shows her how to take the grapefruit. And she's just like doing this with it. That's yeah. Just grapefruit him. Just, I mean, oh. know your limits. Cause she like oh. stuck that grapefruit like right here. And like, so it butted up. So it went past the teeth. Oh, okay. I that you know what? That looked like it burned. I'm not going to co-sign that one. I'm sorry. The juicy. <laughs> the juicy, but I will, uh, the juice, the juice. I don't, I don't want that in my pee hole. I'm, I'm okay. As oh. far as <laughs> I love it. Moving on. We are giving more advice from a Reddit thread and I chose Cody to choose the Reddit that he wanted to read. So, Cody, which one did you choose? Um, I want to hear jo Johnny's uh, perspective on the I'm 37 and I've reached a point where sex without int intimacy is no longer attractive. Ooh, yes. Okay, let's do that one. Read it. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Dating well, advice. It if you don't want to, I'll do it if oh, you okay. want. Go ahead, babe. Okay, yes. Um, so, this one... We really want your perspective, Johnny. So it's dating advice. It comes from a Reddit thread from Ask Gay Bros Over 30. Hello, gentlemen. I'm 37, and I've reached a point where sex without intimacy is no longer attractive. A brief history. I used to enjoy hookups and the animalistic nature of anonymous type encounters. But when I fucked up and fell in love, uh, uh, excuse me, but then I fucked up and fell in love. Was a great few years before it wasn't. After we ended, I tried getting back out into the scene. After several attempts, I've noticed I wasn't into it as before. Something was missing. It was intimacy. I no longer enjoy sex without intimacy. If given the choice between hooking up or jerking off, I'll jerk off. So I asked the question, how should I go about trying to date? 
Should I just shoot my shot in my profile text and say I'm interested in men who are open to emotional connections and hope for the best? How would you communicate this to other gay men? It's an interesting commentary because I think we all love sex. I love a good hot hookup moment, but the ones that are the most special to me that are a combination of pounding and all that good stuff with some intimacy involved. And I'm not mad at this guy for looking for that. It's easier said than done. But Johnny, what are your thoughts on what this person's going through? And do you like intimacy when you hook up with somebody? So I find myself being the one that's intimate first. Oh. And I think that's just in my nature. I'm a Capricorn. Um, me too. I, oh my God. Stop. Yeah, I, this is why I had you on the show. <laughs> but you know, we I, are Capricorn. I mean, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm a Cancer. I, if anybody oh. cares. Well, I mean, <laughs> I oh my God. That always told me everything I needed to know. But I feel like I saw a quote. Johnny, the Capricorn of- is speaking. So let's go, Johnny. <laughs> I saw I saw a quote somewhere that really kind of stuck with me, and I try to apply it to every aspect of life. And it said, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. So shoot your shot, oh, obviously. Oh, that kind of shot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that too. Um, but I feel like for me personally, and maybe it's just because I've been out of the game for so long. Um, the current situation." was like a frivolous little hookup and I was like okay this is fun and then it turned into like he came back four times in one week and I was like okay so can we just like make this a friends with benefits situation and he was like I don't do that that's awkward and I'm like okay well then he came back and brought it up and so here we are um I think I I'm with him I would rather jack off than go to town um it does get boring I I it gets boring. Um, but nobody knows you better than you do. And I found that like, I don't have to go through the awkward, okay, goodbye. And like, do I block this number? Do I block this profile or do I just keep moving? Um, it's not worth it. I mean, Cody, it's just an interesting concept. I mean, I think I would argue that we're all looking for intimacy, even when it is in our hookups. I mean, yes, sometimes we want wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. But Sometimes you, even in those hot moments, you want a connection. Would you agree? And I love how our audience is sharing their Aries. Some of I them know, are right? Pisces, Team Aries. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a ludicrous song. Um. But <laughs> Capricorn was the original stated sign that, or oh, the origin it? of it all. It's the oh, origins of it all. I'm oh, just, yeah, I'm it starts sorry. off the whole I must be confused about that. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> What I'm going to say is that (laughs) I definitely reached the same point that this gentleman uh, met. I was going out to the bars, having random hookups, and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. So I think that at that point, I realized that it does take intimacy and and a connection, really, in order for me to have more satisfying sex. There's always went I'm with my boyfriend now for a a little over two years and the sex is so much better because we have a a connection and because we, we love each other so much. So I feel like because of that, it it really amplifies things. So I feel like that was what I was missing. And I feel like that's what this guy is missing as well. So I, I do agree that it's better. And I would just piggyback off of that, that as I'm going on a fourth date tomorrow with the Mm -hmm. guy that I've been seeing that I keep talking about on this show, that it's taken a minute to get to, we, like we met on the naked beach Mm -hmm. and we had like a moment where, you know, it was sexual, but we've been really getting to know each other. And then the third date, we really got into the sexuality of it all. Mm-hmm. And that's when I locked him down into like, are you more into top or bottom? We didn't even get to the story that I really wanted to. Maybe Cody, Cody's going to be hosting the show next Wednesday. Yes. And it's such a good topic about um, our how we date and all that. So maybe you'll pick up the baton on that one because it's mm-hmm. a really good topic. But yep. I do think 
think we are all as much as we want hot gay sex and that's our tagline at the end of every show that i think that we are also looking for intimacy as well that's like a part of our makeup our it's just i'm just going to put it out there i do think that we are all looking for that not always there's moments when you just want to get pounded but i think we are all looking for that did you want to add one thing johnny before we move on yeah i just kind of feel like sometimes I felt found myself saying, I don't really know what I want. Like you like the idea of it. And I think that's why hookups happen initially is because you're intimidated by it. But then like when you're Cody here that has a boyfriend for two years and like every time you have sex, it's like the Titanic. It's just explosive. <laughs> I don't know um, that he said all that, but but it's it. I mean, it does mean. But more. it is though. But, I mean, <laughs> it reverberates through my gross. apartment. Simmer down now in Brooklyn. Right. Over there. I'm a screamer now. <laughs> oh, I smack a mouth. He screamed the first time we did it. He said, Ugh, and I said, "No, I have neighbors." <laughs> All right, it's time to move on. I'm done with this topic. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for Thirst Trap, and I cannot wait for it. I put it in the chat line for all of us. And the goal is by our favorite Thirst Trap, Straight Up Gay Porn puts this out. And they asked the question this week, out of 17 gay porn stars, who took the best photo or video? You can vote on this, and we want you to vote on it. And listeners, if you're listening to this on the replay, Go to tagspodcast.com, episode 438, and you can see what we're talking about. But it's our job to descriptively describe who took the best photo of the week. And Cody, let's start with you. Oh, I get to go first? I love it. Um, First of all, I think that I'm sensing a theme with these shower pics. I got to do one for myself. I think that that is the way to go. Uh, A trend alert right there. That being said, my vote goes to a shower pic. Who would have guessed? Josh Malaz. He's maybe about halfway down. It's a really good picture, and he's just beautiful. Even I had my boyfriend come in and and do it with me, and that's the one he picked as well. He's in a shower. It looks like he just finished washing up because he's slightly wet and kind of dry because he has his towel in front of his penis. (laughs) And, And that's the only thing that's covered up. He's got a perfect body. He's got a beautiful face, and his arm is raised, and he's running his hand through those luscious wet locks. And I... That's my favorite picture for this week. I love it. And Johnny, we want you to weigh in. Who is your favorite that took the best photo or video of the week? I'm so split. (laughs) You can have a couple. I just want everybody to win. No, um, I really (laughs) like Blake Mitchell. But I also really like, um, where did he go? Oh, right here. Right here, right here. Uh, Nico Koopa. So tell yeah. us why you like Nico Koopa to a audio podcast listening audience. It seems like he's into yoga. Just the stance that he's got going on here. And he's rocking some Nike tube socks. So shout out to him for the good old tube socks. I kind of like Hi. the tattoo. And his his endowment is staring him in the face. It doesn't look like it has a curvature of any kind. It's like a flagpole. <laughs> I love it. And for my pick, it was either Cameron Newton, who is holding his dick up proud with his sleeve of a tattoo right in your face with a super confident look on his face and really thick thighs. But I have to say, John, or excuse me, that was, yeah, was that Cameron Newton? I think it was. I'm a little confused. No, no, it was Derek Cage is who I'm talking about. Oh, but. Josh Moore XXX is doing a video where he is dripping cum out of his cock, sitting in a chair, playing with his nipples and going crazy, where who's going to lick it up? And he writes the quote, 50% off my whole month of February for new subscribers. (laughs) I'm considering joining Josh Moore XXX just based on that because it's super hot and I love it. So we are live and Xavier says Dom King got his fancy. Eric Lamar says the hand tats are hot. I guess referring to how I was. Theo Brady. Oh, Theo Brady is who he's voting for. The hand tats are hot. James Hart says Johnson Poppy. 
Eli Vasquez says Jacob Acosta, who we've talked about on the show before. So, yeah. Yeah. And you listening audience, you can uh, vote for yourself. We want everyone to vote on straight up gay porns because they provide us with this content. Thank you so much. We really want to thank our special guest, Johnny, for joining the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I really think it's going to resonate with so many of our listeners and for being so open with your story. It really means a lot to us. I try, I try. Thank you, Johnny. We'll have you back. Absolutely. I want to thank my co-host, Cody. He's a life coach. Follow him at KMD Coaching or at Mr. Maurice on Instagram. Follow us at Tags Podcast. Thanks, guys. So much fun. Close out the show with us, Johnny. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay Gay sex. sex.